This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello. This is Talking Devils, your favourite Manchester United podcast, emergency convention podcast, it seems. Um, I'm your host, Wayne Barton, joined by, in my notes, my pre-prepared notes, it's Manchester United legend Paul Parker. But unfortunately, it's not Manchester United legend Paul Parker to talk over another difficult week at Manchester United. It's um, no lesser legend, Dave Murphy. And um, before we get into everything we're about to talk about, Dave, how are you doing? You all right? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, good to get back on the show. I've had a bit of a sabbatical from from doing the podcast, you know, with a lot of moving parts over here. So, yeah, good to get back on. And, yeah, no better yeah, time than, than now. Yeah, well, you wouldn't have been saying that yesterday, for sure. I don't know if anyone's cool. been watching the podcast over the last couple of days, but it has been... We've been having post-mortems all over the place. Um, Paul Parker and Luke Steele, by the way, absolutely nailing everything in their um, observations of um, what went wrong against Brentford and what's been going wrong this season in general. Um, if you're watching, please like and subscribe. If you're watching live on YouTube or Facebook, feel free to get your comments in and questions as well. Because we'll talk, um, try and get as many as we can in. If you're watching the replay, say hello. Feel free to comment. We do reply. Of course, what we're here to talk about is to commemorate the fact that two friends of the podcast, Paul Parker and Rafael De Silva, made their debuts on this day in 1991 and 2008, respectively. That's the big news today. Um, I'm, I'm glad we I'm glad we come on here to let people know that. So it's been a great show, and uh, join us next week when we <laughs> I don't know. No, well. Dave, okay. So I'm going to read the quotes as, as they were reported in the Times by a spokesperson for Sir Jim Ratcliffe. If the club is for sale, Jim is definitely a, a potential buyer. If something like this was possible, we would be interested in taking a view to long-term ownership. This is not about the money that has been spent or not spent. Jim is looking at what can be done now and knowing how important the club is to the city, it feels the time is right for a reset. Dave, this follows the joke earlier in the day um, from Elon Musk, well, late last night for you, um, where Elon Musk had said he was going to put in an offer and then quickly retracted that. And then the talk from Michael Knighton over the last week or two, that he was trying to put together a consortium, um, which, you know, a lot of people have, you know, had, ifs and buts about I've talked to Michael Knight and we've had part of that interview on this podcast as well. And it should be said that neither of these things are truly connected to this offer from Jim Ratcliffe. Um, it's said that his offer to buy Chelsea earlier in the year was seen as a sort of calling card to tempt out United and see how willing they would be to, to negotiate an offer that was made incidentally before these other things made the press. United so far have declined to comment 
I've had at least half a dozen DMs on social media today saying, oh, what's, do you have any news, what's going on, all that sort of stuff. I'll just say what I have been saying. Listen to the credible sources on this. Everyone is coming out saying that they've got information. This information is so big that, I mean, it came out via the Times and then The Athletic, because when information this big does come out, it comes out from the most credible sources, and you really got to be careful what you listen to and what you absorb. I know everyone was getting excited with stuff like this, um, but it is important that you listen to the informed and credible people on it. Um, Dave, the news was in response to claims earlier in the day that the Glazers were considering selling a minority stake, but Ratcliffe um, reportedly would be seeking full ownership, um, firstly getting on board with the minority stake. That was what was initially reported. But then he was saying that, you know, he wants to take full control. Um, though that'd be his long-term aim with that. He's got a net worth. In fact, before we get, I'll talk about net worth and everything like that and, and Elon Musk's net worth and all that sort of stuff. I just want your reaction to the news. Um, and, and not because it's Happy Raphael Day or National Paul Parker Day. Um, so basically, yeah, as Rory says, the time has come. Did we ever think we'd see this day? Before we Get onto that. Just your reaction, the, your initial reaction to to the news of um, Ratcliffe's intention to to buy United. Well, I mean, first and foremost, I want to I want to thank Elon Musk for his time at Manchester United. You know, um, it, it was uh, you know a bit of a you know a short tenure, okay, um, but it started last night at ten o'clock California time when. I was uh, was watching TV, and I think he's done a lot for the club in those uh, six hours. Um, and now, you know, Jim Radcliffe has come in, and and listen, here's here's the thing. Um, I, I mean, as United supporters, you know, we we get excited about the slightest thing these days because you know anything that that is a positive for us as fans, it gets blown up on social media. Be it you know uh, someone being linked to, you know, obviously now to to Jim Radcliffe coming out and. Um, but you know the key word in there uh, from a spokesman is if, you know, there's there's no signs that Manchester United are going to sell. There's no signs that the Glazers are going to sell. Um, I know there was. Um, I also followed a, a report on on social media last night throughout the night whereby, um, and I, I'm I'm not a big I'm not into shares. I don't I, I don't you know I don't claim to know much about it. But you know uh, it, it was pointed out by one of our followers, Dan, um, that. Manchester United, you know, stocks have been steadily, you know, um, being uh, exchanged back and forth on the on the stock exchange over the past couple of months. But there was seemingly there was a massive buy-in um, uh, within the last week, and it kind of coincided with with Tesla dumping a load of shares as well. Um, and that's where the whole Elon Musk thing came in. But if you take away the Elon Musk thing, the shares were still purchased in large bulk, which was very very unusual. Um, for Manchester United, considering you know it's been pretty you know flat over the past couple of months. So, so I mean, I, I don't want to get too excited because his spokesman keep mentioning the word "if," and that's that's the biggest thing here. If um, I mean the Glazers can just come out and say no, we we don't have any intentions of selling. Um, that said, you hit the nail on the head. Look for the reliable sources. Did uh, did. The buying, the large buying of the stock, is a sign that something is, you know, something is different. Uh, but if we got someone like Jim Radcliffe in, I mean, anything is better than what we currently have, right? Um, he's, he's a Manchester United supporter. It doesn't really mean a lot, though, if I'm being honest, you know, because these are businessmen. You know, they 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 think with their head, not with their heart. That's why you know they're very successful. Um, I'd be excited to see anyone in there except the Glazers. So. For me, it was a it was it was a nice welcome relief. I mean, I went to bed last night thinking Elon Musk was buying and I woke up and you know Jim Radcliffe is. So um, I've I've had an okay twelve hours, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get overly excited. I don't want to put a dampener on it, but you know, we were buying Frankie De Jong back in back in the end of May. It's now August and we still don't have him. Um, Manchester United don't do things the easy way. Uh, they torture us um, both on the pitch and off the pitch these days. So it, it'll be a, a very welcoming for me, all right. But I'm, I'm like I said, I got you got to read between the lines. And if the spokesman saying if they want to sell, uh, you know, the only thing I didn't know was that Manchester United still haven't haven't said anything. And in the past, they've been pretty quick to deny any of this. Um, 
you know, as Rory just said, you know, the Glazers have said no comment, which speaks a lot more than saying we aren't selling. You know, that's the point I'm making is that in the past, they've, they've always been quick to put the note out there. No, we don't have any intentions of selling. Uh, you know, we don't have to we don't have to go over how bad things are at the club. We don't have to explain to people that, you know, these sponsorship deals are, are starting to dwindle away. Um, they're being hit with, you know, my understanding is if they don't make top four in Champions League this year, 30% now comes off the sponsorship deal from Adidas. It's something like that. Um, so it's 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 all starting to unravel for them. And you're at that, I, I think we're at that point with the Glazers where they're going, okay, you know, I paid $100 for a piece of stock. It's now at $1,000. Do I sell it now? Or when it, you know, it drops to 900 now, I'm like, oh my God, I should have, I'll hold on a little bit more. These guys won't hold on to this club if it starts to lose serious value. Um, they'll still get a mega, mega payday, let's be honest here. They haven't yeah. put a dime of their own money in there. Everything they get out of it will go to them. I don't really care about that part. It will sting, but I don't really care. Um, but I think I think it's a very pivotal time right now. And, and the signs are that, that something is something is building up in the background. So Yeah, like Rory said, you know, the, like you said earlier, the, the, the no comment thing is pretty telling. Um, maybe they're just waiting to see how the long lies yeah. before they make a comment because you don't make a knee-jerk reaction to something that's this seismic, I guess. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's definitely pinch of salt territory, just as it was with the Elon Musk thing. I woke up to that when it just happened, and like I was still scrolling and saying, What the hell's going on? And this was like 5 30 this morning. And... By the time you finished scrolling, we had a new owner. <laughs> well, by the time I finished scrolling, he said I was only joking. And then by the time I finished scrolling that, he said, but if I was going to buy someone, it'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. All right, Elon. Do you know? Um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it, it's a difficult thing. And the, the inclination of, you know, will they sell that kind of thing? It, it's been gathering traction really only because of the, um, the way that the supporter base has been putting pressure on that, you know, the protest groups and everything, nothing else. Everyone might want to be sort of saying the things and like everyone wants to take credit for it. And everyone wants to say that they've got information, just follow the path. Like obviously there's been fan protests and the, the greater that those protests get and the more pressure that they've put on and the more it, it seems like those, the, the various support groups are, putting pressure on the Glazers. It's kind of like a, a situation where they know that they're pressured into spending money that the club doesn't have and that they don't have to put in it. So they're at that juncture. Is it worth persevering with this for the tens of millions that we'll be able to get out in dividends when we could just cash in the entire asset now to the tune of still around six billion while United's value is absurdly high in, in you know, it, if Chelsea can sell for four billion, they'll be looking and saying we can put a cap on United at six billion and and probably still get it, even in this. Yeah, world. And, and that and that's the thing that we you know I've seen a lot of different quotes out there and people saying, well, you know, in the stock exchange, Manchester United is only worth two billion. I mean, that's only a guidance, really. You know, right now with the share value, when you have a commodity that that that's bringing in five to six hundred million a year, um. You're really, you know, your stock price is only going to give you a guidance of what the club is actually worth, and and I do believe that Chelsea sold for just under four billion. You know, Manchester United will be will definitely be north of five billion, um, and that's the part that concerns me still. You know, really does um, is that he, you know, Jim Radcliffe. We all know he's he's worth, I believe, in the region of 13, 14 billion. Is is that the correct yeah. number? Um, yeah. And we all know that that's not what he has in the bank. You know, it's it's just basically what his net worth is if he was to liquidize a lot of his, you know, obviously everything, which which is never the case. Um, so it, it's going to take a, a large effort from him and obviously a lot of his buddies to put this put this together. But that said, if they put four billion together, you know, to try and buy Chelsea, I don't know these guys. An extra two billion is really not is not going to be much of a concern to them. Um, I just don't think it's going to be him by himself. Yeah. Um, I think there will be some kind of consortium behind him. Yeah, um, so loads of comments coming in, guys. I'm going to get to them now. Uh, Richard says, good evening. Good evening, Richard. Hope you're well, Mike. Uh, something's definitely brewing. Ratcliffe's deliberately late bid for Chelsea was surely inflexing. Yeah, that we talked about that earlier. It seems and, and let me let me just jump in there. Sorry, Wayne. You know, when, when Jim Ratcliffe made a bid for Chelsea, I thought it was bizarre. I really did. I, I thought it was bizarre. Um, and I want to follow, you know, I think Michael's hit the nail on the head there. Was it him just telling people out there, hey, I've got a shitload of cash. 
you know, he, he, you know, he's not stupid. He's in order to support. He sees what's going on at the club. I just found it bizarre that, that he bid for Chelsea kind of after the bidding was kind of done, you know? Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is, it, it is something that I definitely thought about what Michael said there. It's just, you know, why would Radcliffe do that right at the very end? It didn't make any sense to me. And it could have been the fact that he was just showing people his wallet, you know? Yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, Rory says, taking into account Chelsea was sold as European champions, good stadium and facilities, great training ground and playing squad, and then there's United. Yeah, I mean, I, I still think that the... Um, the No, it's it's a valid point, but, but you know, I, I'd counter that where Leicester City, you know, spent £250 million on, on I think, on their, on their facilities, but, which are far superior to Manchester United if you look at Carrington versus that. But if, if both were being sold, you know who's who's going to be you know the more popular choice to buy. It's going to be Manchester United. Unfortunately, we're selling a brand, um, not so much as a football club. That's the unfortunate part. Chelsea have a lot of appeal. Yep, European champions, and um, they're in London. Um, you know there's a lot of appeal there, but it's it's like it's like Coca Cola and um, you know Joker Cola that you can buy in Walmart um, at the end of the day. So. Um, David, strong rumours that Twix players are involved with him. Yeah, we'll wait and see before we comment on that. Um, Will, where it says crossing all my fingers right now. Well, you know, I don't know how that'll look, but pretty, pretty good. Um, a load of comments coming in from Suvik. So, yeah, I hope I pronounced that right. Suvik would literally buy anyone's album off to be in Manchester now and meet up with fellow Mancunians and cry. Wayne and Dave, I'm from India, 24 year old, I've been living and breathing United all my life. Thought Ronaldo coming back was good. This could be the best thing I've heard in my life. Feel like hugging and crying. Um, Ro- we'll be back. The romance of Manchester is best in the world sooner rather than later. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with all that sentiment there. Uh, Ryan says so if this happens, who does he put in charge of football matters? New football director, you would think completely separate football and commercial. Dave, I, it's an interesting comment. I, I'm gonna say probably the most aggravating thing that people are gonna listen to on this thing. I still don't know how much I want to start piling in on Murta and um, and on Richard Arnold at this point. I really don't. I don't feel comfortable doing it because I still think that a lot of people aren't looking at the club's financial balance sheet and, you know, all the money that they've got spare is their earmarks for De Jong. That's blatantly obvious and that's not their fault. That's the ownership model and I think they've, basically back to Ten Hag and what he's wanted to do so far. We don't know anything about this merry-go-round of transfer rumours until we see a player come in. I'm still hesitant. I mean, the longer the window goes on, the more inclined you are to think it's a bit of a circus still. But it is their first window. I've only heard good things about Arnold in the way that he deals with things. I've only heard that they're backing him. So I'd still want to see how that pans out. And I don't necessarily... I mean, don't get me wrong, Ratcliffe can come in and have his own ideas anyway and replace them. But at this early stage, not necessarily because they've done a bad job. And I think it's a bit unfair. I mean, if we're going to be objective and balanced about it, and be completely fair, I don't think it's completely fair to dig in on them straight away just because of the owners. No, I don't think so. I don't think it's as black and white as, as social media makes it out to be. Um, you know, I think they're just the, the lambs to the slaughter right now. And at the end of the day, I think it's all falls back to the Glazers. You know, we're all quick to, to, to point the finger at them when certain things go wrong. But, they, you know, at the end of the day, those, you know, uh, Arnold and Morta, are, they're employees. That's what they are. Everything is controlled at the top. Um, um, we heard it from Van Hall. We've heard it from Moyes. We heard it from Mourinho, you know. We've heard it from, we haven't really heard from Solskjaer, but, you know, he made hints near the end. Um, yeah. Everything is a circus at the top, and, and it doesn't matter who you put in between the middle there. If the hands are tied, the hands are tied. Now, I'm not, I'm, I'm by no means, you know, standing up for either of the two. I think we, you know, there's, there's certain things that we have done wrong. But if you work in any workforce or any work, you know, environment, and your boss is completely micromanaging everything, but he's throwing you out there as, as the face of the company, you're going to get slaughtered. Um, I, I do believe, though, once they go, and I hope this is the beginning of the end, um, you know what, Wayne, you could write a book on this, you know, write many books on this. The stories that will come out of Manchester United once these guys go, they're going to blow us away. We think we think it's crazy yeah. now. I will guarantee you we will be dumbfounded by how they actually had this club for the past 17 years and the things that they did. Um, 
and we'll we'll you know we we'll have a lot of supporters out there. I honestly believe we'll have a lot of regrets and a lot of things that they've been taken down off social media, because I honestly believe that these two guys have their hands handcuffed. They really do. They just I don't I don't believe they could be as complacent as as it's looking. There's absolutely yeah. no way. And it's not just now. It's always been like this. Ed Woodward was the same boy. He got thrown lambs to the slaughter again. I'm not backing Ed. I think he was, you know, I think he was way out of his depth. I think they they hired the wrong man there. He was a numbers man and that helped them. But these two guys are football people. That's what we're told they are. You know, they get it. Um I just I I honestly believe that if, if Jim Radcliffe comes in, we'll we'll and we learn the full extent of the problems that was at the top. And um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna actually backtrack a lot. Yeah. Um, Gavin says Sir Dave Brailsford's name's been mentioned as well. Yeah, Narva, that is uh, attached to to the um, Ratcliffe project, isn't it? So Will mentions this as a good comment, and I think this is a really good point to make. If it happens, it's relief on two counts: getting rid of the the Glazers, and and most significantly, not being sold to a state as a sports washing project. And I think whenever any United fan has been faced with this. That's been like better the devil, you know, in a way like, and I'm not saying that the Glazers or the current ownership or the sponsors that we've got, that there isn't, that it's completely clean and, and uncomplicated. But going with Ratcliffe, it does resolve that morality issue in terms of, you know, City and Newcastle, <laughs> they're playing each other this weekend and the sort of moral gymnastics they're having to play to justify their ownership model is I mean it's difficult enough being a football fan in this day and age, and you know like yeah. you know what I try and do. It's the same with my writing. I just try and concentrate on the football, but sooner or later you do get dragged into it, and it's a fair it's a fair discussion to have where you stand with that. Um, but it does solve that for us as well, which in a way for for your supporter experience is actually more significant than it first appears, isn't it? Oh, 100%. I mean, it's just it's just one of those boxes we don't have to tick, that we don't have to, you know, uh, kind of silently say who our owners are. Um, it's it's for all the crap we've got to put up it over the past, you know, since since, you know, well, since I mean, I know what I know they've been there 17 years, but we we've, we've had some good years, not because of them, but because we had the greatest manager ever to walk the earth. Um, so, you know, we, we definitely deserve it for what we've had to endure since they came in. And um, we all know, and you've said this many times, they never put a dime of their own money into this club. Um, to get bought uh, by by someone that's not deemed to be sports washing, <clears throat> I mean, it's 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 what what a double celebration, you know, it really is, it really is. Um, because I know a lot of fans were sitting on the fence about, you know, a consortium coming in from, from Saudi Arabia or places like that. Um, uh, you know, the whole sport washing thing comes you know, comes into it again. And you just said it earlier on, better the devil you know versus, you know, what we don't know. So um, I just, I just, yeah, it's it's the best case scenario. It really is. It's John O'Shea in the 89th minute scoring in, in, in the cup at Anfield. That's what it is. Um, and we won't have to celebrate either because we haven't celebrated in so long. So Yeah, Shamoon, you've put a great question up there and I'm going to come to it in a minute. I'm just popping it up there so I don't forget. But um I want to get back to the net worth thing because the news obviously was in response to the claims that the Glazers were considering selling this minority stake. But then Ratcliffe um, came out and the spokesperson has intimated that he'd be seeking full ownership. And like you said earlier, his net worth is between 13 and 14 billion pounds. Everyone was getting excited about Elon Musk because his alleged net worth is over 200 billion. And they say, oh, well, all that money that's there, blah, 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 blah. But the fact of the matter is most of us as United fans really don't want that. That's not the, what the point is. It's about having the club standing on its own two feet and doing what it can do. Because you know that regardless, even if they couldn't do that, even if they couldn't compete at an elite level by standing on its own two feet, at least they're doing it in the honest way by itself and they're not being handicapped, not being anything taken um, away from them. Um you know, but the fact of the matter is United can compete at an elite level with infrastructure and all of that if they're allowed to sp spend the finances that they're generating themselves. And I don't care what anyone else says, really. That, to me, is the most important thing. It's not about being able to spend an extra £4 billion on transfers. It's about allowing United 
to stand on its own two feet again because once it can do that it can compete and then if they can't compete then you look at different arguments and you're having a different conversation because that's football but at least they're doing that spending their own money and they're you know like freely being able to do that and i think Dave, for so long, you know, then I could get into a conversation with saying, oh, they've wasted a billion in transfer fees because then you're having a completely different conversation um, and you're talking about wastage in terms of, instead of saying, well, you're talking about the context of backing the manager in one transfer window and not allowing him to do what he needs to do in the next transfer window and then that undermining the old control of the squad. People don't understand the consequential issues this has on, on football management. Um, they just look at the the end result, which is a billion pounds spent and United are far further away from challenging than they have been at any time since Ferguson retired. But that's not the point for us, is it? The point is that we're even if we're in that position in 10 years, at least we're doing it by ourselves, right? Yeah, and, and, and I think when, for me, you know, from, for me, I think personally, I think any any takeover bid and control of the club and the running of the club. Um, I think it should be, it should, it should definitely involve David Gill. I, I was always a big fan of David Gill. I know there was a great partnership between him and Fergie. Um, obviously David Gill, you know, didn't hang around too long when the Glazers came in because in my own personal uh, assessment is I don't think he, he liked what was going on at the club. Um, but I know David Gill is around at the club a lot. I know he has had, you know, a seat with UEFA. But I, I, you know, you pointed out to the fact that we should be standing around two feet. When David Gill was was running Manchester United, that's when the club was being ran properly. It really was. That's when all the development happened. That's when Carrington came along. That's where, and, and I know, you know, don't get me wrong, Ferguson, you know, obviously assisted in that up with on the field uh, success. But I think David Gill is 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 the man to 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 control Manchester United. I'm not sure whether Jim Radcliffe is. I mean, yeah, he can be a, he can be a you know, obviously the, the the backer and stuff like that, but you know Roman Abramovich, you know he 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 bought Chelsea, he owned Chelsea, he didn't run it, um, and from what I understand, um, I don't think he got heavily involved in a lot of the stuff, um, and that's the best owner to have. Now I'm not saying Roman Abramovich is the best owner to have because of obviously the current situation um, with with uh, you know obviously with Russia and the Ukraine and his involvement in that. But what I'm trying to make the point I'm trying to make is that the way he ran that business. Um, is the way Manchester United should be should be run, and and that is yeah. that you have a you have an independent uh, owner uh, who doesn't get heavily involved in the club, and and David Gill for me will be that guy. Yeah, um, David, uh, I presume that's not you giving you Sunday name. If this story is true, and thank God it is, how soon do you see it happening? One that drags on and on, perhaps. Well, I, it's difficult to say that. Is it? it depends on if the Glazers just make a statement saying, "Show me the colour of your money." And it's their it's their club. They can. I know they, there's a percentage of it that they've already sold shares on, but I mean that'd be a formality considering they own the majority. As long as we don't, as long as we don't put the person that that's in charge of transfers part of this whole process, we should have it done by 2027. Um, <laughs> it is a good it is a good question, but you know these things tend not to drag on. They really yeah. don't uh, because stock prices get affected. You know, investors get get you know uh, scared off. If this, if this is going to happen, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, I believe, in two ways. And um, the first way is he's someone's going to buy a you know a small minority of the club the way it's being touted, and then they're slowly going to start getting into that you know of, of buying the whole club. The way, that, just got, the way that the Glazers did it, exactly. But that was still pretty quick, though. You know, in in, in terms of buying a club, um, or it's going to be like you just said, if they say, you know what, we're not interested in a partial buy here. We want out. Um, show me the color of your money, and and that will happen fast. Due diligence will be done really, really quickly, and there won't be a lot to hide at, at a club like Manchester United in regard to you know any skeletons in the closet. I mean, due diligence on a regular company takes a long time, and um, I have been involved in that type of process. It does take a long time, but at a football club, it's a public uh, uh, traded company. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that has to be divulged right out of the gate. And that kind of answers eighty to ninety percent of the questions. I do think. Um, I do think it's if it's going to happen, it'll happen fast. Yeah. Um, Callum says, doesn't Ratcliffe currently own or have some part of Nice? Yeah, I think that it doesn't really matter. The biscuit or the club? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, maybe, maybe not the biscuits. Um, even if Ratcliffe comes in and wipes the debt, there'll be so much cash flow we'll be able to send on our own for sure. Um, he will also hire a top class director of football. I mean, we don't. That's the thing. We don't know that side. Speculation. Yeah. Yeah. You would hope so, but the, the fact is that the club would be in a better position to afford to make that mistake because yes. it wouldn't be wasted. And that that's the point. And Harry says it wasn't the Glazers on billion. No, of course it wasn't. No, that's the point. Um, Paul says it will definitely take time, but hopefully the beginning of the end, back to being a club and not a business. Well, unfortunately, Paul probably always always a business. You can't get yeah, away I don't from. think I mean, you know, to answer sorry, to answer that question is it will never be a club again, and a, and no team in the Premier League will ever be a club again. It'll be a business first, and it'll be always be a club second. The club will only survive with the business because of because of the vast amount of money that we that we that we pay players and that people are paid it has to be a business first unfortunately it really does without the business you don't have the club we can we can have we can romanticize about it being a club again unfortunately those days ended in 1992. yeah well not necessarily i mean it depends again it's how you as uh as a spectator as a supporter how you separate the two you can do it um, i i've done it do you know what i mean if, if you Define your supporter experience by what the team does and try not to concern yourself. I mean, it's a very difficult thing to do, but it's the best way but to do it. But in those general terms, in those general terms, as a, as a football club, when we go back to the 70s and 80s and stuff like that, we'll never get back to that where, you know, club and, and support kind of went hand in hand. Nowadays, we all know at the end of the day, most of us are deemed customers. That's what we are. Um, yeah. But I'm okay with that. You know, I made my peace with that a very, very long time ago. Um, the only thing that I would love to see, and I can see the traction building here, is we should definitely put football club back on that crest. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I, I think that probably would be something. You would see a symbolic gesture like that from anyone yeah. who comes in, and that would be one of the major demands that would be you made. Wanna, you want to get that. You want to get out. Listen, whoever comes in and buys this club is going to get 100% of the support. But if you go back and you say, and another thing, we're going to now be called Manchester United Football Club, I think you have about four years of making mistakes before social media turns on you. Yeah, Dave has literally just said that first thing. So it must be you, Dave, who said that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm typing here under David. My, yeah. My secret. My secret. Um, Callum, I'm trying not to get too excited about this. It's the most promising thing I've heard in years. Will can see the Glazers wanting to leave the debt behind rather than clearing it with the proceeds of the sale. Could lead to tough, protracted negotiations, perhaps. You would think um, a negotiation... The debt is bought with it. That's the unfortunate part. You buy yeah, the debt and with the club. He, you would also have a situation with um, Ratcliffe where he would be prepared for eat that situation either yeah. way, wouldn't he? Do you know what I mean? He'd be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they're going to. I don't think we're going to get a situation whereby we're going to spend six million on the club and also another billion. You know, he takes the debt on top of that. You know, in in cases like these, it's it's always been that the the debt is factored in. That's why Chelsea was sold for four billion, and the yeah. debt is factored in there. You know, um, okay. let's um. Keep getting your questions and comments in. I'm just going to come to a couple of the non-Ratcliffe stuff because we've got a few things to talk about. Very, very quickly, More, we should probably dedicate a different podcast to this, Dave, but it happened today, the confirmation that Jimmy Murphy's statue is going to be commissioned at the Stretford end, outside the Stretford end on a special plane. They're going to put it at the at, at sort of same elevation as the um, the Busby and, Murphy, uh, Busby and Fergie statues. And it's going to be there, designed by the same guy who designed that great Dennis Law statue um, last year. Um, we all knew that it was coming. It's probably going to be yeah. end of the season when it's when it's officially unveiled. They're going to try and find an appropriate time for it very quickly, more quickly than what it, the justice that is deserved by it. Um, it is really a, a great, a great. I suppose a great day to announce it, but um, just a great thing nonetheless right that we're finally going to see when this process has finally come into an end because it's been a long time in in the making 100 um you know the the club hasn't got many things right over the past 17 years we all know that we could we could dedicate a day show to that let alone like an hour um and i don't want to i don't want to throw too much kudos their way but they got this one right you know this is a long time coming way you know we've had a lot of people in that boardroom before these guys and these guys are they're getting it done and and um you know obviously delighted to see it's it's long overdue we all know that um yeah. but you know i know you you've said many times in the past he's the most important man in manchester united's history um 
you know, there's there's people that will will say, well, you know, Fergie is, or you know, Gibson is, or whoever. Um, but I think Jimmy Murphy is right up there, um, and and of all the people that deserve a statue at Manchester United, uh, you know, just for let alone for what he did in the weeks and months after after Munich, it's it's long, long overdue, and you know, many many different. Uh, uh, Many different factions of the of, of the support base were involved in this, you know. And yeah. uh, there was definitely a lot of a lot of groups, a lot of people involved in this. And and you know, kudos to everyone for keeping it going. And um, I know you 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 brought out a fantastic book on on Jimmy Murphy. And 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 you know that that does lay some of the foundation to why this is happening because it kept it in the news, it kept it out there, it kept it amongst the support base, and it educated a lot of our supporters. That probably heard the name Jimmy Murphy, but never really knew, you know, who Jimmy Murphy really was. And that's no slant on him. You know, this was 60, 70 years ago. So, um, yeah, I think it's an absolutely fantastic day. We, you know, we've had one great bit of good news, which is Jimmy Murphy. Um, and then obviously we have, uh, you know, we have that, uh, you know, that situation whereby when I was 11, 12 years old, you know, it's trying to look in the shed to see if my parents got me that bike for Christmas. You know, all I can see is this shape and a, and a big blanket over it. I don't know what's under it. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping. <laughs> On Paul Parker and Rafa Day as well. Can you believe it? By the way, um, by the way it was a lawnmower. So. <laughs> um, ben says, superb. Can't wait to see that statue. Richard can't believe it's taken this long to have the statue yeah. sculpted for Jimmy. And Ben says, well, well said, Dave. Yeah. Um, so I want to get to the comment from Shamoon about this. Um, if the Glazers are selling and decide not to put money in for new signings between now and 1st of September, could United absurdly be dragged into a relegation battle? It's a very interesting conversation, and it really speaks to the confidence level in the squad at the moment, because we know that they're better than what they're showing, and the pressure is so great on them at the moment that even you can tell you can tell it's affecting the decision-making. I don't think it serves any purpose consistently tearing the players apart because I don't necessarily think it's like their fault if they're not good enough to play for Manchester United and better players than them have probably failed to handle the pressure at certain moments as well. So it's just a massive collective thing at the moment where every single player is under pressure. Every single player is facing that accusation of you're not good enough to play for the club for different reasons. Um, but I'll, I'll play to you, Dave. Oh, um, do you think that United could be in a relegation battle if, if they're dealing with this squad by September 1st? I don't. I honestly don't. And I know that old saying, you know, too good to go down. I mean, you. I think you You may have mentioned that once or twice. Do you, do you yeah, have a book on that? Um, and, and, you know, we, we look at the time Forrest got relegated. You know, we... we I know. I, I remember back then. I was laughing. Go, Forest are never going to get relegated. Too big for that. Um, and Manchester United too big to go down. Well, we're not. You know, and, and I, I don't believe we're going to be relegated. I honestly don't. I really don't. I think this is this. You know, it hasn't been a great start of the season by any. You know, shaking a stick. Uh, we conceded six goals. Um, an own goal of VAR. Whoever you want to. Whoever you want to. Uh, uh, give that that single goal to um we haven't scored a goal really have we um we i don't think we'll get no we won't even be in a relegation battle i just think this is i still think the players are trying to adjust to how ten hag wants to play ten hag has a history of taking time to get his players to buy into his way of thinking um uh, you know it no i don't think i don't think we'll be in a relegation battle not at all not at all um, Ronaldo says he's soon going to reveal the truth about his future after reading many lies. Well, uh, why don't you reveal it now? You know, stop with this in three weeks' time. I'm going to tell everybody. Quit the yeah. bullshit. Come out and yeah. tell us what's going on. You want to leave? Leave. Why wait three weeks? It's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And well, you know why it's three weeks because then the transfer window goes and he was always going to stay at United or. Or he's not. Do you know what I mean? God yeah, only so knows. If, if he says on the first of September I was always going to stay with him, why didn't you say that on on the first of August? Yeah. We know you want them. You know what I mean. We, we definitely know you want them. And you know, I'm so disappointed that it's torn sour with him. They, for me, 
top three greatest players ever to play the game. Really was. Um, and having him back last year, I mean, it gave the club such a lift. It gave the supporters such a lift. He scored 20 goals, 20 odd goals. You know, it's it just it just shows that money talks and players will walk. You know, they will. Um, do I, do I, you know, to get into the whole Ronaldo thing, he's, he's 37. He still can offer a lot. He's had such a fantastic career. Do you really blame him for wanting to finish off his career on a high? You know, he, I, I don't. But, you know, what I do criticize him about is the way he went about it. We knew last April and last May we were going to be in the Europa League. Why did it take till the end of July for him to realize it? You know, some are, some are saying that, well, he was waiting to see what signings we have. Has he seen our transfer, <laughs> the way we conduct transfer business? He should have waited till August 31st. You know, yeah. and went and, and sat in the parking lot of Stoke or whatever, waiting for that transfer. Um, I, I don't know. I just, you know, it, it's disappointing that Ronaldo has has come out with that bullshit right in the middle of all this. You know, it's 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 dangling that carrot out. So sorry for getting sidetracked there, but um, no. I don't think we'll be relegated. And I'm deeply disappointed in Ronaldo. Yeah, and Callum says maybe some players aren't good enough to play for United. When you compare them to title winning sides, not many players would be. Uh, not for sure much better than they're showing we finished second two years ago you're absolutely right not disagreeing with that i think that's a very very fair comment to make and it's one that i've made a couple of times so definitely agree with that um to, to follow on from that though um we laughed at jose Mourinho when he said his one of his biggest successes was finishing second um in that season and it it if if we if we kind of read between the lines there, we all know what well I kind of assume what Josie meant was not just with the squad, but with the yeah. club the way it was. And people are kind of I think people missed that part of it is that his working conditions were absolutely atrocious. Every manager has said that that has left the club. Um, you know, Jurgen Klopp's wife, you know, came out and said that when United spoke to him, it would they they spoke to him like it was Disneyland, you know, and, and that speaks volumes, you know. Um so I think I think in that case, uh, it's just it's just one of the it's it's basically just one of those things where I don't know it's <laughs> I don't want to get too deep into it. Sorry, no. um, David says he, Ronaldo will tell us in three weeks when he's at a new club. I think he'll slag off the Glazers once gone to help keep his legacy. Yeah, it's all politics. It's all politics. Look, a comment from uh, Nashawan. I hope now Shawan. I hope that I pronounced that right. Sorry, I butchered it. I'm tired. I've been up since 5.30 when Elon Musk was Man United owner. Um, says, Glazers are in talks to send minority, sell minority states to USP, USP from Apollo, Justin. Don't know anything about that, so I'll reserve the right to comment on it at a later point. But that was always the talk earlier in the day, anyway, that they were selling off this minority stake, which is reportedly what um, intru- well, provokes the comment from Jim Ratcliffe's um, Sir Sir Jim Ratcliffe, you know, who, who may become the second Jimmy to get a statue. Trafford, <laughs> the way this is going, I think we'll commission that statue if if it goes this way. Um, Callum, um, I also think the competition is so hard now with other teams improved. Yeah, and it's getting harder. It's getting a tougher league. Not necessarily in terms. I don't think in terms of quality over the entire league, but. The marginal differences between the sides at the moment is is pretty tough. Um, one one last thing before we go, Davo, the question nobody wants us to sort of address: What if they don't sell? What happens next from this point? Well, there's a there's a high possibility of them not selling at the end of the day. It's a cash cow for them. You know, they can still squeeze another ten years out of this club. Make no mistake about that. They really can. Um. But will those dividends start to slide over the next five, six years? I believe so. I really do. Um, so that's why I said, you know, at the very beginning, we're, we're at a pivotal time now. You know, do they do they should I get off the pot? You know, excuse my language, but that's it. They're at this they're at this junction now where it's starting to take the on-field um, mishaps of the past nine years are now starting to take effect uh, off the field and. You know, if I, if I had a time machine, I could go back to 2013, 2014, where I had this conversation where people are like, you know, when, once Fergie goes, blah, 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 the guys were sell. And, and I, I recall myself telling people that it doesn't, it's not going to happen overnight where we're going to lose credibility 
you know, in, 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 the, in the corporate world uh, as a business. It takes a very, very long time for that to happen. Um, and it seems like it's taken nine years. They're not, listen, these guys are not stupid. They're businessmen. That's what they do. We're at that junction right now where they have, to, the decision is real right now. It never wasn't before. Do we sell now to get the best out of this? Or do we hold? And, and they know that if they hold, in order to keep the amount of, of value in Manchester United, they're going to have to spend. So I don't believe that they will spend. Yeah. Not to the volumes that we need to actually to get to, you know, to start climbing back up that table and to start winning in Europe and stuff like that. Um, but I, I think it is a very pivotal time. I think they, if they don't sell now, I don't know when they're going to sell. Yeah. This is the prime to sell right now. We're at a price where it's 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 at a tipping point that it's going to start tumbling back down because like yeah. i said a lot of these deals uh, sponsorship deals with adidas and companies like that are all built on performance and uh, uh, you know i obviously haven't read the adidas contract but for what i'm reading from journalists online is that if manchester united do not make it for the second year in a row for the, for the adidas and um, 30 percent comes off the overall and something like 27 30 million gets wiped off it these greedy people are not going to let 30 million slip through their hands. They'd rather just sell the club. And like I said, they're going to sell it and think about it. They're, they're going to get, let's say, I don't know, they get 5 billion for it. By the time they pay taxes and everything on that, whatever, they're probably going to clear 2 to 3 billion for something they never spent a penny on. Yeah, and for something that if they own for the next... 20 years they're not going to see they'll never get them and that's what i'm saying is that we're you know it's starting to take it it's starting to take a diet it did take nine ten years and i don't think anyone would have predicted back then that this would happen there would be you know it'll be up and down every club every team has their up and downs we all know that some can last for five years some can last for 26 years like like theirs in the past in liverpool's case 30 years but they you know it, it comes up and it goes back down i think we're at a point now whereby if they don't sell now, it could be a very long time before they do sell. Yeah. Um, and, and Ben says in a takeover that wouldn't be allowed now. Yeah, that's a, a great point. Um, not spent the money and took money out of. Yeah. Paul says, so much uncertainty about every aspect of United at the moment. Imagine a shock win against Liverpool and the potential sale, growing legs. You can always hope. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's what we're here for, right? We've got to hope. That's... Hope is all we have. That's all yeah. we have, Paul. We only um, have hope. And and now Shuan, who is um, providing the news updates on the podcast, please watch regularly. Now Shuan, you know this would be really good to have on as a regular feature. So long as we can sell these credible reporting, it really helps our notes. Yeah, he says it's being reported as a Daily Mail exclusive now that some of the Glazers want to sell. We know that for years that some of them would like to. Avram and Joel are still in there, so let's see. Comes back to what we were just saying about the the potential for cashing in now against the loss, the long term. Um, what they project to come in. Do you know what I mean? If you've got an asset, is it worth cashing in rather than hanging on for 10, 150 million, 250 million in dividends over 20 years? Do you know? And, and that's with things staying as they are um, and United's value not de- decreasing, which it's only likely to do if... Um... Well, I mean, I don't want to be I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but Manchester United is is the reason why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't really have much financial problems because Manchester United is leveraged as as an asset against anything they do in the US, and that will have a that will factor in it heavily uh, with their decision. Uh, hence the reason why two of the brothers don't want to sell. And we all know, and I, you know, I, I've heard it over here regularly that the Glazers, you know, part of the family does want to sell. They wanted to sell when. You know, not long after the father moved on, because he was the one that was kind of keeping it together. Yeah. Um, Manchester United is an asset to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's not forget that, and that's that's another part of of, of this. You know, uh, crazy decision that they have to make is that they don't have that leverage anymore. You know, they really don't. I mean, I'm open to them buying Liverpool with the money they get from United. I'm I'm perfectly okay with that. And so if that's where they want to spend their money. You know, they can go down and. You know, uh, maybe buy those little scallies and have some fun time down there. You know, um, but yeah, I, I just, I just, you know, it's. I don't want to get my hopes up, but it, it's a better day today than it was yesterday. You know, um, with Elon Musk coming in and buying the club and then selling it instantly 
that's not a good that's not a good look you know mm. so maybe Jim Radcliffe is thinking what's really gone wrong in that place I mean he only had to cover six hours so. <laughs> yeah um yeah it's going to be a very very interesting few days for United um on and off the pitch it'd be interesting to see what the the response is with i got a question for you then Wayne. you know we we have the game obviously coming up on monday which uh, i assume uh, you and, and your wife are going to head to um do you think today's news intensifies what's going to happen on monday I, and i want to i just want to get it out there I, I have absolutely no problems with with supporters protesting and peaceful protesting and doing a walkout and stuff like that I do have an issue with with fans getting games called off. I really do. I don't think that, I don't think there's, that does anyone any good. Um, you and I have had this discussion in the past. What Manchester United means to people? It means different things to different people. It means different things to generations of families. If we're going to protest, protest. We're the biggest club in the world. Trust me, it's the biggest. I'll, I'll argue with anyone. It's the biggest club game in the world. You can have your Barca's and your Reals, and you can have. You can have, you know, your Inter and AC Milan. Manchester United versus Liverpool is the biggest club football game in the world. Yeah. The eyes of the world are going to be on it anyway. Yeah. No, protest, yeah. protest, protest all you want. But this call to arms of getting the game called off, I 100% don't agree. I really don't. I don't think I, it's fair. On the, people should have a choice and you shouldn't force them into that choice. Yeah. If, you, no, if you want to walk out, walk out. That will have a bigger impact globally than getting the game called off because we've had a game called off it didn't really do much yeah the emptiest stadium on 58 minutes or the empty it on 75 minutes or whenever that will have a bigger impact than actually getting the game cancelled because the game's going to happen regardless the following week or whatever but walking out 20 25 minutes to go yeah i mean it happens at city's ground every week doesn't oh well no they don't feel it i'm sorry um but that to me is 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 my own personal opinion on this protest yeah. protest you want to get the megastar shut down go ahead do all that but i'm just i just i don't think getting the game called off is is the right way it it, it will create a split between the united fan base it really will you know yeah. and, and that's not what it's for protest protest walk out I, I 100% agree with that. I think that's that's probably the best way to do it. Everyone just walks out after even 45 minutes, you know, and the cameras come back on. There's freaking no one in there except a bunch of scousers. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine the news that would make rather than having the game called off? It's, you know, it's, I just don't agree with it. No, yeah, I, I, I do. So, I, so I'm uh, sorry, I, I asked you a question and I answered it. Um, do you think that, that with the news today, um, you know, uh, and with Elon Musk buying and pulling out, and now Jim Radcliffe coming in, shaking it all about. You think that's going to? Uh, <laughs> sorry, about that. you think that's going to um, intensify what's going to happen on Monday night? I, I don't know. Everything's so unpredictable at the moment. I don't know. Um, I know that. I know a lot of people don't agree with MUST. I did agree with the. Um, the nature of what they've said in the, I think it was the most recent statement where it's basically they support people's rights to protest, but they're not going to judge or tell supporters what to do because obviously, you know, people have their own reasons for going to games. You're connecting with different people. You're connecting with your families and stuff like that. You go in there for emotional reasons as well. Um, there are a lot of reasons for, for why you would go and I, I would never, yep. And it's, this goes way back, way back to the, the green and gold stuff. You know, like you don't don't judge people for what they do. Don't judge people if they want to go in the mega stuff or something. Back in the day, back in the day, I would probably have said, don't don't buy, you know, don't buy the, the new shirt and wear the green and gold scarf because it, all those kind of things do send out contradictory messages. But now I'm a bit more like laid back about stuff like that because these are all... You know what I'm wiser yeah well or just, or just older. no more of a hypocrite and <laughs> less you know more understanding of my hypocritical ways and knowing that we all are really in the way that we see things yeah. we're all yeah. hypocritical we all want to do things that justify our own um way of doing things so yeah. I, I so i can completely agree with someone's right to do the the thing that they think is right in this situation, it's very difficult because yeah, you're absolutely right. A mass walkout, a coordinated thing like this is 
um, could have a big effect. And you don't know what's going to happen in the next couple of days, whether whether talk of a sale accelerates, you know. Um, they, they obviously, something like this isn't going to be done. It's not being done by Ratcliffe to dampen um, speculation about um, the protest. Nishant puts a comment in here. He said, no, he's about Casemiro all and it's attempted distraction from the Ratcliffe news. I don't think it is because I think the Casemiro stuff was leaking before. I remember I was doing something this afternoon and I saw the Casemiro stuff and then I was off Twitter for a few hours and then when I logged back on, all this came up about Ratcliffe. So I don't th- I just think that's transfer market nonsense. And this I think Casemiro is, is, is identical to Ramos all those years ago. He's looking for a new deal. He's looking for reassurance in the Real. He's not coming to Manchester United. I don't personally believe. I don't. It's, it's, it's come right out of left field. I don't believe it. You know, yeah. it's just... So, yeah, I, I don't know. My... You know, I'm gonna see. I'll put my. I'll put it out there. I'll say exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm. I'm gonna see how it goes. I'm gonna see what the the public consensus is. You know, they say like you know one person wouldn't make a difference. So like one person would make a difference. All that sort of stuff. Sending out a message. All that sort of stuff. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I, I will see. I'm gonna be at Old Trafford. I'll be there in the vicinity and, and see what happens and see what the mood is and how it takes. Cause you don't know what's going to happen between now and then as well. It's a long time. It's still five days um, for, for a lot of things to happen, but I'll be around the, the stadium, right? Uh, <laughs> Rory, I see him every game day. He says, we'll still get our chicken though, right? <laughs> On, but, only white chicken though. No legs, yeah. no toys. Wayne's yeah, a bit of a breast man. <laughs> On that note, um... well, on, on on the final note, um, I do have one last question. You know, now that you have this, you know, new new hairstyle, how many times were were people asking you to sign Yap Stam jerseys and T-shirts over the past few weeks at Old Trafford? Oh, just one, and I sent it to you as a birthday present. Yeah, I have it hanging on my wall here. Thanks. I was like, who's Yap Barton? I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, whoops, crossed it out. <laughs> yeah, crossed it out. Um, no, I you know I appreciate I appreciate you inviting me on, Wayne. You know I obviously want to do a little bit more of this work. Has, work has me really busy. Kids are back at school now, so you know they're the government's problem now. So I have a little <laughs> bit more time in my hands. Um, so uh, I'd love to get back on. I really enjoy this. It, you know, it's it, we look for glimmers of hope in 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 a disastrous period in Manchester United. Um, this is you know like I said, I'm not going to get too excited, but. It, it's it's better than a normal news day of we're, we're trying to buy every single player in Europe when we're back or not. Um, if Jim Radcliffe, and and it, it looks by you know by all you know reliable sources, um, and not the guys that are being, you know, oh I've been told but I can't reveal my sources what's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, if, if if you throw enough stories out there, one of them is bound to land, and that's why we see this whole you know social media thing. Um, I think Manchester United being linked with over 200 players this summer. Come on, let's let's be real. If you're going to throw with 200 names and one sticks, don't hang your hat on that. Yeah. You know, and hang your hat on the 199 you got wrong. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just you know, I'm I'm, I'm hopeful, um, and I think Rory or Ben, one of those guys mentioned it earlier. When I think it was Rory said that you know this the silence coming out of Old Trafford, you know, is is definitely they yeah. they're normally quick to to uh, stamp this out um i just hope that you know they don't stamp it out and and that they ask jim you know sir james um show me the color of your money and and it will happen fast i do believe because dragging these things out won't be of any benefit to to either manchester united the glazers or jim radcliffe yeah um well we'll get Dave back on Try not to do it just in an emergency like this. You know, they don't get sold every day, even if Elon Musk makes it seem that way. Well, we got sold twice, and I think we've 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 had more successful buying and selling uh, in the past, you know, two days than we had in our transfer market over the past couple of years. So, yeah. um, <laughs> I'll be I'll be happy with that. So, um, yeah. So, if you've enjoyed the podcast, please give us a like and subscribe. Um, if you're listening back on the audio podcast, give us a review on the platform you're listening on. Keen's going to be here on Friday night with. Um, Lee and Phil to talk over uh, probably all of this and preview Liverpool as well so make sure you join in on that one um, and we, I presume if anything else happens we might just call back in an emergency podcast if Elon buys us again tomorrow 
Um, me and Dave might pop on to talk about that. I mean, you never know. We try and make these podcasts more regular and more reactive. It's not always easy um, due to certain things, but we were able to tonight and felt like it was a big enough topic to approach. So, yeah, if you've listened back on the audio podcast, give us a review. And, think, and if you watch it back on the um, video as well, feel free to comment. We do reply um, to comments after the the, the event. Um, that's it. Yeah, Thanks I appreciate it. Appreciate all the questions. We got a lot of questions, a lot of good questions. So we got a lot of new faces as well popping in, and a lot of regular faces like Ben, Richard, Rory. And um, but yeah, uh, we we definitely love you know uh, uh, coordinate this and and talking with a lot of the supporters there. You know we got a lot of very smart and intelligent supporters out there that that I definitely take some stuff away from it and look at it from a different angle. The presenters may not be the smartest people in the world, but uh, we definitely do encourage you guys to you know educate us a little bit more on on what we should be asking but yeah best of luck anyway uh wayne on on monday um uh, i i just i just hope that this is the beginning of the end i really do yeah uh ben says she's in right that's it peace out um and hopefully next time we talk Dave, we will um, be in the guise of new ownership um not you or i but um sir james steering the ship um good ship manchester united well no because these things take time i want to talk to you before then obviously <laughs> just... no, no 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 it's it's fine it's fine we can hold it i can hold it i know yeah, I can. We'll, we'll leave it till then um not that desperate to talk to each other all right guys thanks for listening thanks for watching um stay safe stay well and we'll be back soon away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.